Tuesday Night Mystery Club. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday Night Mystery Club. I'm your host, Caitlin McCluskey, and today I'm joined with guest Connor Doherty. Hello, Connor. Hi. How did I pronounce your last name? Did I do okay? That was fine. (laughs) Doherty. I mean, if you ask an Irish person, it's completely wrong, but... And don't ask me how to pronounce it, because I wouldn't do it justice, so. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, if you want, I'll try later on, but, yeah. (laughs) All right, sure, at the end. Stick around (laughs) to hear Connor pronounce his last name. (laughs) I'll do my Scottish accent again. Oh, good. (laughs) So, what's your mystery book, TV show, movie experience? Yeah, so I... Um, I'm a huge true crime guy, or I was, I was really into mm-hmm. it for a long, long time. Um, in terms of like fictional mysteries, not a whole lot. I used to have this like guilty pleasure of watching on Netflix. Uh, I can't even remember the show, but it was like this British old British. Oh, Midsummer Nights. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of like, it, but I haven't seen it. Anyways, they're terrible. And, and the theme song is terrible. I mean, terrible <laughs> as in just super cheesy. <laughs> And, uh, so, so this sort of reminds me like listening to your your podcast, some of those stories, just the plot are just somewhat improbable, but also the setting and it's (laughs) English and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So two things I'm recording. I'm, I think I'm recording this episode out of order. So hopefully last week I've, I will have already told everyone, but because I have started a full-time job, I'm going to reduce the podcast I'm recording from a f- like a full length episode every week to instead alternating between a short story and a full length one every other week. So cool. if you're not aware already, already, there you go. So the other thing that I don't want to forget is I've I've said I'm going to start doing tea recommendations for each podcast, like tea pairings. And so this week I am drinking a jasmine green tea while I record this episode, and. My reasoning behind that is that the one of the main characters is she drinks green tea and she's also like a beautiful, she's like a supermodel. And when I think of Jasmine, I think of like, you know, just beautiful things. That was, <laughs> that's my pairing. Nice. Like Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I didn't know that subconsciously, but that's what I was thinking. The second thing, the the, the other main character loves the smell of green tea and hates the way it tastes, which is also kind of how I feel. But that's just my huh. opinion. Do you have strong feelings about tea? Um, no, not really. <laughs> Are you more into coffee? Honestly, I'm, I'm not a big caffeine guy. I, I get way too jazzed mm. up with caffeine. So it's one of those ones I just avoid. Stick to water. Water beer. and yes. If you want to know what I'm drinking, <laughs> I'm having a beer. <laughs> a Simon <laughs> Draft original. Uh, n- not really my choice, but it is left over from a uh, friend who came by. So, you know, <laughs> waste not, want not, it's free. as they say. <laughs> so this week, we're, we're actually not doing an Agatha Christie. And we're doing, it's this is a new author. Her name is Shem- Shemini Flint. And she's kind of cool. She was born in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And then I think did part of her education in England and then is now based in Singapore and I think lives there with her family. Oh, so this so is like, neat. is this like a modern? Yeah, this book was written in 2010. 
Okay, yeah. so I don't have to like go back to the 1800s to solve this one. <laughs> no, but it's for for you and I. I'm I've never been to Asia anywhere in Asia before, and so and I just didn't know about the the dynamic between Malaysia and Singapore. Are you familiar with it at all? Not at all. I'm gonna learn something. <laughs> yeah, this this book was full of kind of describing the the cultural relationships and um, how like how the countries interact with each other and politics, et cetera, et cetera. I've cut a lot of that out just because it's it's a long book and it was it would just be too much. But I'll give kind of a the idea is I didn't even know where Malaysia and Singapore were with relation to each other. But Singapore is like it's like a city state. Like it's like a little island off the coast of Malaysia. And so they're very close together. And I think they're probably, you know, going back in history lot going on between them and then you know when britain was doing all its colonizing it's probably more history there yeah uh, I, I don't know a whole lot about singapore but i think it's like this luxury place isn't it like it's like yeah highly government have, regulated yet it's also this place of luxury where there's ridiculous rules like you can't chew gum and you can't smoke yeah and yeah anyways so that comes up in the book because Malaysians think Singaporeans are crazy. Like you live in this this country where you can't chew gum, and then Singaporeans look at Malaysians and go, "Your your country's filthy. Like it looks terrible. Everything's yeah. falling apart. Why would you want to live there?" There's a lot of that back and forth. So so I haven't even introduced the title. This book is called Inspector Singh Investigates a Most Peculiar Malaysian Murder, and it's t- written in 2010. So it's a series. Inspector Singh investigates and. Inspector Singh was the guy we're introduced to first. Actually, that's a lie. I'm going to, yeah, we are not introduced to him first. We're introduced to the other character, um, a woman named Chelsea Liu, L-I-E-W. And it starts with her being accused in court and she's pleading not guilty to the murder of her husband. So like so, that's how we're introduced. And we, we don't know what's going on, but we just know that this woman, Chelsea being accused of murder. Um, oh, I almost swore there. Oh boy. Yeah, you're gonna have to cut that one out. <laughs> um, but uh, I was gonna say I'm I'm gonna ask a lot of questions. I so yeah. Okay. So was that the murder? Is that the murder? Yes. Yes. This is the murder. The book is gonna focus on. Okay. Um, and I'll I'll of course I'll it's I'm gonna get more into it. I guess I should say too, this book is very like jump cutty. Like it'd be like every page is a new point of view. Oh dang! So, uh, yeah, it's a little confusing. And I could have I don't know maybe tried to like uh, put all the pages, in, but I'm just that's not what I'm gonna do because that would have been too much work. Just go so, for it. <laughs> so I'm we go ready. from that the picturing court to then. Meanwhile, Inspector Singh is waiting in the Shangj. Shenji Airport in Singapore, and he's been designated as the Singapore delegate delegate for this murder trial. So he's heading to Kuala Lumpur, which is the capital of Malaysia, and he has little expectation of success. His idea is that the the Singapore government or police force is forcing him to go here because they know he's going to fail, and then they can force him into an early retirement because he's like one of the last last inspectors of like the old order of police system and they want to get rid of okay. So he's from Singapore going to Malaysia yeah. to mm-hmm. be a delegate for this murder? For this for this woman Chelsea Liu who's the accused and the reason for that is 
Chelsea is was born in Singapore, I think. Yes, okay. Chelsea was born in Singapore. And so she's Singaporean, like she has citizenship. And because of nice. this complicated relationship, political relationship, it, like the governments have to cooperate and work together, even though the murder was committed in Malaysia. And I think like she, she's also like, she probably has Malaysian citizenship. She's been living there for 20 years, but mm. complicated political relationship. Inspector Singh is on his way. I smell a setup. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so when Inspector Singh gets there, he's greeted by a young Malaysian sergeant who's named Shukor. And so he's going to he's going to be in the story a good amount with Inspector Singh because he's been basically tasked with following the Singaporean inspector around to make sure make sure he doesn't do anything wrong and then also kind of spy on him. Like if, if he discovers anything, the Malaysian government wants to know about it right away. Okay. So Shakur is the Malaysian spy man. Kind, yeah. He's, he's like a young sergeant. So he's not, he hasn't been on the force very long. So it's not like he's super experienced, but okay. yeah, he's there as a, as a watch person. And Inspector Singh knows this. He recognizes what the government is doing. Yeah. Inspector Singh knows what's up. The book's about him. Yeah. <laughs> So then he, Inspector Singh, buckles down and just to read the case files, like catch up on what's gone on and why they've arrested her, etc. So we get some of Chelsea's early life. As I said at the beginning, when I was introducing the tea. She was a supermodel when she was younger. And 20 years ago, she had married Alan Lee, who was like a big business mogul in Malaysia. And so at the time, their wedding had been viewed to the public as like the perfect wedding. This was the perfect couple, but she's kind of describing how things almost immediately went south. And so she has three kids, three boys, but her husband has been hitting her for a while. We don't know how long, but a good portion of their marriage has not been happy. Okay. How old are the boys? The boys are, let's say they're like eight, nine and 17. Oh, give or take. So, are they relevant at all or like is that information relevant uh we, the older one we will come back to but he he's not going to come into the story for a while okay cool but that the reason they are relevant is that so what had happened in like kind of the recent history before this book started is that chelsea had sued her husband for divorce and there was a giant custody battle and so chelsea wanted full custody alan wanted full custody and they were going at each other's throats and she had used like traumatic injuries that she had suffered and been to hospital for at the trial. Oh, they the Lee family. So Alan Lee had two brothers. Mm-hmm. One of them, Jasper, is like a he's like a rogue. Like he's like almost estranged from the family. He testified against Alan's character, so he's like helping Chelsea. And then the youngest brother, whose name is Kian Min Lee, had testified against Chelsea, saying that she was a bad person. Uh, and he was doing it for Alan. And they think he was bribed because he was one of those people that just like does not care about anyone else. He just wants like power and money. So Jasper is like a rogue. Is he like sort of like a bad guy or is it he ha- does he have like this hero streak in him? Yeah, he will. Again, we'll get more into him. But he the this Lee family, like I said, they're business moguls. The father of the family had started a timber company like Lee Timber mm-hmm. and it had grown crazy because there's the Borneo jungle or rainforest in um, Malaysia that they were exploiting. Okay. And then Alan, Alan as the oldest brother had inherited this company, I think, or, and, or Jasper, Jasper had like said, 
had estranged himself from the family because he was against uh, deforestation. And so he went to fight and protest in the rainforest and fight for the, the native tribes of the rainforest. The native tribes are known as the Penan. I just felt like I should give them a name instead of just saying saying what they are. I'm, I'm like writing all of these names completely wrong, just so you know, this is terrible, but... Uh, it doesn't matter. As long as we know who we're talking about, it's okay. Yeah, okay. So the father created this big timber company. Uh, the family yeah. exploited... Is his is he relevant at all? Like his name, or can I just call him like the father? the The father the father died, and that's when Alan inherits right, the company. Right, right. So he's irrelevant. You did say that he's gone. Okay, and then they're exploiting a certain group, or it is like a certain area. No, it's just just it's just the idea that they're like they're chopping down the rainforest to for for okay. timber. Like it's not. I'm saying exploiting because I guess there's it's just in the media when you talk about rainforest yeah. or jungle people there's always something going on and so that's kind of idea you're getting at this point from from this company. Cool. So at some point in court this is again kind of before the book started Alan they had kind of reconvened one day like they were doing like this whole trial for divorce and custody and Alan Lee had dropped a bombshell because he had converted to Islam, he had become a Muslim, uh-huh. and this is this this is a big deal in Malaysia because there's they they have not just like civil law, but they have Sharia law. Oh, I looked uh, up the pronunciation. It's Sharia, it, anglicizing the word. Yeah, and so because Malaysia also has that, it, basically what it was is if he's Muslim his kids also become Muslim because he's the patriarch. Mm. And so, and the Muslim courts will not, or the Syria law will not let Muslim children live with a non-Muslim parent. That's correct. So it was a bombshell because it was he, and it was, they were fighting this in civil court and now they have to start fighting it in the Syria law court, whatever, like it's, it's transferring. And so it was just ridiculous. And so, uh, Chelsea had to be dragged out of court, the mother, screaming, mm-hmm. and, and her last words were, I will kill you. Ah, uh, that's a threat. Yeah, so that's kind of what they came down to. So a week later, Alan Lee had been shot in the chest just 200 yards from his front from the front gate of his house. And I think Chelsea was arrested that same day. And where was she living at the time? I guess you'll tell me that. She was living at home, and I think... I think basically she had no alibi for the time of the shooting. And so they, ha- they haven't been able to find the gun. Uh, there were no witnesses, but because she had threatened him and they were going through this court battle, she's just the most likely suspect and she's arrested. So they arrest her just because, okay. I... Yeah. It, it feels a bit weird. Like they have absolutely no evidence. This is where I'm like, are you kidding me? Motive's not everything. Yeah. I mean, it's big, but yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, exactly. let me just get this straight. I feel like you, you got some information. So we got Alan Lee shot 200 yards away from the front of his home. Was he 200 yards away from the front of his home? Or was he shot by an individual 200 and he was at the front of his home? Oh, no, he was, yeah, he was dropped off by his, uh, their, their driver, their car at the bottom of the street. And so he was walking towards his house. He was about 200 yards away when he was shot, but he was shot at like point blank range. And we'll get more into that later as well. Okay. So 
Inspector Singh's kind of position, like the reason he's been sent to Singapore is to help Chelsea Liu. Like that's his, he doesn't, like really he doesn't need to do anything else except try and get her off. And so he goes to interview her and she basically refuses to cooperate with him. Like she's kind of going, she's accepted her fate. And this infuriates Singh because he's like, I'm like, I'm here to help you. Like, I'm not going to try and get information that would like be harmful to you. I'm here to help you, but you have to Mm. talk to me. Otherwise, what can I do? So while that's all going down, Jasper Lee is kind of reflecting on his past and his decision to leave his family and become like a humanitarian. And he's trying to make his mind up about something big, but we don't know yet. And then it cuts away. So keep that in mind. We'll come back to it. Okay. So Jasper making big moves. Making big moves. So Alan Lee's body can't be buried, which is this is going to weigh in on how like the custody battle with the kids go because there's currently a fight between the Alan's mother and the Islamic state because the mother wants to bury her son in like their traditional way. The, The Islamic state is like, no, he's Muslim. He needs to be buried like our traditional way. So there's that going on and it hasn't been decided on what's going to happen. But I think the idea is if, if the court's, favor the islamic state then it might set precedent and they might do the same with the kids okay so she doesn't want the children being buried as muslims if if they no, were to die no 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 if no it's just if the courts favor the islamic state for getting custody mm. of the body they might favor the islamic state with the custody of the kids like should they go to their mother should they go to foster care in a uh, muslim household Oh, I see. So Chelsea's more concerned about, yeah. So she's more concerned that her husband is. Okay, I see. She she does not care where her husband is buried. She could care less, but she it matters to her because if they if they favor the Islamic State, it's setting precedent for I see. what they'll do in the future, which would affect her kids. Okay. So she, yeah, she doesn't care about where her husband's buried. So. Then we jump back to Jasper Lee, who is flying a plane over the Borneo jungle. And he's kind of thinking to himself that this is the last time he's going to see it. And he's reminding himself what's at stake. And so again, it's this big decision that he has to make, but we're not, we're not clued into what it is. Okay. Do you have any ideas? Well, uh, all right. Well, my, my thinking is, is that he's stepping up to take over the company. If, if he's mm. if he's like reflecting on his life choices and he's starting to think this is the last time he's yeah. going to see it and maybe he's just like okay show me the money and he's just going to take the money and shovel it into his pockets rather than you know save the people he's done with I his see. hero complex yeah. but that's just you know interesting me reading the tea leaves <laughs> well we'll find out so while that's happening Kian Min, the youngest brother, is at the office at Lee Timber, the company, and he is maybe gloating a little bit because when Alan died, he he took over the company. Like, he's in charge now. Okay, but he's the youngest. He's the youngest, but because, because Jasper had, like, renounced his family, his father had written him out of it the will. Mm. He doesn't have inheritance to the company. Uh, and Kian Min is also, you get the idea that he's always controlled the company. So even when Alan was like, quote unquote, in charge, he was really just a figurehead because mm. what he really cared about was 
drinking and prostitutes and uh, cheating on his wife, basically. Okay. So Alan Lee's the dirtbag. He lived yep. his life as a dirtbag. Yeah, no one has any sympathy for Alan Lee. Okay. Not the boss. <laughs> so the next morning, Inspector Singh and Sergeant Shakur go to the morgue to quote-unquote meet Alan. And Singh is able to kind of say he was killed at point blank, which I mentioned. And it's based on like the, uh, the, burn, the burns of where the bullet went. It's not important, but he's killed at point blank range. And he also says that it must have been someone that Alan was familiar with because there it's, it's like a dead on hit. It doesn't look like there's any form of a struggle. Like the bullet went clean through in a straight line. Whereas if Alan was like fighting, it probably would have been, you know, off to the side. Yeah. And where, where was the entrance wound and the exit wound? Front of the chest, back of the chest. So he saw it it coming. Yeah. Cool. To some degree. Inspector Singh's, opinion is that it's also an amateur because he thinks a professional would have gone for a headshot oh so they interview they go back to the police station to interview chelsea again and they're able to kind of bring the fight back into her because they tell her if she doesn't get out of jail the syria court will put her boys in like a foster foster care system went in a muslim home and she is kind of saying she's adamant that she did not kill her husband because she says, I considered it, but I knew that I would end up in jail away from my kids. And the whole point was I wanted to do what was best for my kids. So, of course, I didn't kill him. Okay. I just realized that the American way of pronouncing Sharia law is Sharia law. Anyways. Sharia law. I, okay. I've heard that as well. I, you know, sh- Sharia. I, I, no, no. Say it the way that Google says you should say it. But I was just trying to think. <laughs> Sharia didn't sound right. It sounded like a liver disease. And yeah, sure. Sh- 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 <laughs> anyways, I'm still probably saying it wrong both ways. To, but to anyone can, listening, I like Syria, Sharia. Sh- sh- uh, neither are the correct pronunciation. Oh. Look it up and then you'll know what I'm talking about. So after that interview, Singh says to Shakur that he's not sure if Chelsea is innocent, but he needs going to start investigating under the assumption that she is. Mm. Because that's again, kind of why he's here. He's, she's also like a really pretty woman, and I think Singh's like taken in by it. Okay. <laughs> so one thing, no will has turned up yet. So currently, just based on the court system, the kids will get everything, unless it is determined that Alan was like his conversion to to become a Muslim was is held up in court. And then it becomes more complicated. And I'm not sure about this, and the book doesn't get into it, but there's some idea that if he's a Muslim, his money can't be left the way he wants it to be. Like mm. the wife has to get, stuff. I think his siblings have to get something and uh, the Islamic state has to get something. So there's, it's more confusing, but the kids will definitely get some money. Okay. So if it's Chelsea not right. And if it has nothing to do, like if he's not Muslim or if he's not, not a follower of Islam or like, if that's not certified, then all the money goes to his kids. Uh, unless a will turns up, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Lee Timber is separate because when his father had left the company to Alan, he only left it in trust until Alan died and then it went to Kian Min. So that's, it doesn't matter about the will, that's separate. Dang. There goes my freaking theory. (laughs) 
<laughs> poofed. <laughs> so Jasper, we come back to Jasper Lee. He's stealing himself for this hard, difficult decision that he has to make. He's just had lunch at the kind of local Chinese restaurant near his office. And then he walks into the Bucket Amon police station and confesses to the murder of Alan Lee. Oh, so that was a quick episode. Jasper. I'm kidding. <laughs> There's a lot more to go. <laughs> Come on. Man, I was just starting to like the guy. But So what do you what do you think is happening? Honestly, I have no idea. I think he might be in love with Chelsea now, mm. which is not surprising considering, you know, he's probably around her a lot because she's married mm. to his dead brother. So, you know, mm. definitely a different motive now for killing him other than, you know, inheriting the family yeah. fortune. It's a uh, true yeah. love, as uh, the Princess Bride Bishop says. <laughs> well, yeah. So then we meet a new character. His name is Ravi, and he's self-described as targeting abused women that are rich. So he's a terrible person as well. Okay. So he had been having an affair with Chelsea until they the court proceedings had started, and then she had kind of like cut him off. But when Alan had died, he had immediately written her a letter kind of professing his undying love for her, yada 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 because he's like okay perfect husband's out of the picture i want i want to try and get more money out of this woman that's his okay. process so we meet him he had tried to go visit chelsea at, in jail and she had turned him away because she wasn't interested so that's that's him he'll come back but that's our introduction to him all right he seems like a bit of a weak suspect but mm. that might grow we'll keep him around so Singh and Shakur are eating lunch when they get a call about Jasper's confession, which is obviously a big deal. So they rush to the police station where they're interviewing Jasper, and he almost seems amused in the interviewing room, but it also looks like he's lost a lot of sleep in the last few days, like, you know, huge bags under his eyes. And he says mm. that he had killed his brother because Alan was cruel and corrupt and he was cutting down the rainforest. That's his reason for killing Alan. Okay. So he seems like he's on like drugs or something. Like, is he under the influence? I, I, they don't, they don't give that impression. Okay. It just, he just feels too, like no one's believing him. They're like, you might've killed him, but not, there's gotta be another reason. There's no way that you killed your brother because he was cutting down the rainforest. Like why now? So it's a save the earth motivation yeah they're like okay sure all right so when Singh tells chelsea about all this about jasper confessing she says he's lying she goes right to that she said he's not capable of killing anyone let alone his brother and she's really upset about it but when Singh kind of points out that well at least now you get to go home and go to your kids like we're gonna release you mm. and then she's like yeah he totally did it <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem like it she kind of i think like gets them to leave like she doesn't want to be around anyone i think she's still upset does is she released though um i think there's a little bit of paperwork so maybe like the next day but yes she is released all right so at timberly kian min has called someone up in the borneo forest and he tells them that jasper has confessed so they can go ahead now and then this this man that we don't we don't know who he is he hangs up the phone and he seems to be the leader of like a group of men who immediately 
start trekking through the jungle and we see them, they pass a group of monkeys and they all shoot at the monkeys and then keep trekking. So bad bunch guys. Of thugs. Yeah. These, these are, if there's bad guys in the story. All right. So we called in to this group of thugs in the forest and this forest is what the, the Bornea forest or. Yeah. The Borneo forest or Borneo oh, no. rainforest jungle. They kind of say the names interchangeably, but that's what it's, it seems to be where the Lee timber is logging at that point, somewhere okay. around their logging headquarters. Uh, and so Kian Min in charge of Lee timber is calling this dude up who you would guess works for him and saying, Jasper's confessed, you can go ahead now. All right. And then this dude just walks around shooting monkeys. Yeah. And we don't, again, it's like another jump cut type thing. We don't, it, we're going to come back to it. So hold your horses. This sounds like a movie more than anything, like like a screenplay. <laughs> I wonder if it was turned into anything. So as soon as Chelsea is let out of jail, she is summoned by the Sierra court about the custody of her children. And so they think the kids would be best fostered in a Muslim household, but the hearing has been postponed. And I think even they can sympathize with like a mother getting out of jail, being falsely accused and not going home to her kids. Okay. So the hearing is postponed and that's, is that all the new information? Yeah. And the kind of idea you get behind, behind this hearing is the Syria court doesn't want, like they, they sympathize with Chelsea and they sympathize with the mother, but the idea that they can't decide if someone became Muslim in good faith or not, because that would just like look bad and set bad precedent. Like that's their job isn't to decide if you, when you became Muslim, if you were being honest or not, like they have to assume that you were. And so even though like Alan was seen to be eating pork, like the next day after becoming Muslim or things like that, they, they can't make that decision. Mm. Also probably not at all relevant, but why doesn't she just become Muslim? And then, you know. So that comes up a good deal in the book. And I think as like a reader, you're thinking it as well. And she's basically saying, how does that make sense that he became Muslim for convenience? Like you sh- religion shouldn't just be thrown around like that. Like I, mm. I have no interest. I'm not religious. I don't believe in God in any religion. Why would becoming right. Muslims like that's, that's the wrong thing to do is in her opinion. Okay. Well, I mean. If she doesn't really care about being religious, but she cares about her kids, you know, might be a way of getting around that whole conundrum. It's, yeah. So the the kind of more than that reason is that to her, it's Alan winning. It's like him reaching from the grave and still controlling her life. <laughs> like the, he, because he, he, he converted to Islam and now she has to, to keep her mm-hmm. kids. She's just like, I'm going to fight it. I'm going to fight it, fight it, fight it. That's like a last resort would be. Okay, so it's not off the table, I guess. All right. Not completely, no. Also, now that she's free from jail, why is Expector Singh still hanging around? Is he, has he caught the bug? Is he like, I'm going to solve this now? (laughs) No, he, he has plans to go home, but he goes, I think he, oh, right, right. So, Chelsea gets out of jail and is immediately summoned to court. And so she goes and that they postpone the hearing and Inspector Singh had been at that hearing and he had just, just to listen in. I think he, again, he's kind of grown attached to Chelsea a little bit. 
And so she invites him to come home for some tea with her. And so he goes and she basically asks him, will you be a private investigator and find out who really killed Alan? Because she really doesn't believe it's Jasper. And he's saying, I'm a Singaporean police. Like, I'm not a PI. And I have no jurisdiction here. And my country is telling me I have to come home. Like, what do you want me to do? Well, she's not paying him in tea, that's for sure. Because he doesn't like it. <laughs> this is this is where they're drinking green tea. <laughs> and he likes the smell so of take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> so so she convinces him not quite yet but yes she's convinced him i think right. he ends up taking like us like uh he has vacation days or something and he takes time off work <laughs> to do more work yeah and the the sergeant shakur he's like started to really look up to inspector singh and so he's like yeah. down to help him out cool we got a robin and a batman I like it. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so now we kind of find out what that group of men in the jungle were doing. And it turns out they, what they've been told to do was track down the Penan, that um, the native people of the Borneo forest. Uh, um, and so there's, they call them like, there's all these nomad, nomadic tribes throughout the jungle, which mm-hmm. that being, they don't live in one specific place. Like they just move around and live off the land. Yep. And, they basically arrive, they see the smoke from this like encampment, they go, they arrive, they threaten them all, they tell them that they need to move farther inland, like they're too close to the, the river or the whatever. And when a couple of the group protests, they beat up an old man and a pregnant woman. So these are these groups of thugs just yeah. just making them even oh, and more they burn, they burn down the camp as well. Oh, dang. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're awful people. And this is now we're getting a feel for what Lee Timber is like. And so that's that's what the brother Jasper is fighting against. Hmm. Or was. Now he's in jail. So Chelsea is kind of reflecting on her older son, and so this is when we get introduced to him. He's the only son that's like we find out the name of. So it's right. Marcus. And he had watched her be abused by his father, by Alan. And so that's clearly really affected him. And he, he's still so young. Like, even though he's 17, he, he doesn't understand what was going on. And I think he feels a lot of resentment towards his mother for not doing more, like not trying to get a divorce sooner. And so that's very just complicated, very complicated between mother and son. Hmm. And she knew that he went he went clubbing, he smoked, he drank. His dad, like Alan, had gifted him a Mercedes when he had gotten his driver's license. So he was wasn't home a lot. He, you know, went out. I think she assumes he does drugs. Like just he's he's very troubled. Okay. And it probably doesn't help with all of this that he's like a he's like a rich kid. Like he has all access to money. Yeah, I mean, you know what's a better way to buy your kid off than to buy him a Mercedes? Yeah, sad. Sad, sad, sad. Mm. So, so Singh, Inspector Singh kind of starts anew by rereading the case file and going to visit the scene of the crime, scene of the murder. And mm-hmm. he recognizes a quiet cold attack. And so he can tell, okay, yeah, it makes sense that there were no witnesses to the shooting. Uh, but it is still weird that the gun was never found. Like it wasn't, they, you know, they searched this certain mile radius around the scene and hadn't found it anywhere and hadn't found it on like in the house in any of the cars like anything like that 
So it's still not found. Okay, so the gun's still missing. That's all we get from that. It's a quiet neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then with Shakur's help, Singh goes to interview Jasper. And Jasper kind of... This is this is so it's one of those like things that's so annoying. They get Jasper to say there's something else, and then that scene cuts, so we move to the next one. So something's okay, coming, so but Jasper it's gonna be well. Whilst being in for interviewed by Batman and Robin, says that there's something else. Okay. <laughs> so meanwhile, a man has come to visit Chelsea, and. It's it's a it's an it's a private investigator that she had hired while she was trying to get dirt on Alan during the trial, the quarrel okay. of the murder, et cetera, that happened. And she kind of tells him, like, you might not have heard, but my husband's dead. Like, I don't need anything else. And he hands her a DVD and a file and says, I think you'll want to see this. Hmm. Okay, so this is a PI. Does he have a name or is he just like this information guy? He does, but it's not important. So I'll just leave it. Okay. In. So what do you think the do you have any idea or do you want to take a guess at what this file is, what this DVD that he's giving Chelsea? Honestly, no. Cause she hired him to look into <laughs> her husband. So it could be helpful towards the, like in, in the court of, of Shari, Sharia law or Sharia law. So mm-hmm. it could be helpful in that case. Um, another thing could be, maybe it's related to his murder, in which case maybe it's mm-hmm. motive for, you know, the brother, Jasper, or or mm. maybe uh, motive for Quan Ming. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I really don't know. It's, okay. But uh, I'm sure I'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I there's no there's no clues to what it would be. I just thought it'd be fun to you know guess about everything. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. I'm, I'm thinking. So in a town near the jungle, so something just outside the Borneo jungle, there's this super tanned man. But he's not, he's a Caucasian. He's just clearly been living in the sun for a very long time. Okay, so this was in the jungle? It's a town just outside of the jungle, like on the outskirts. Okay. It's just important because he he blends in, I guess. Like his skin color is the same as everyone else. So he looks like a local, but he's he's like European or something. Like he's he is Caucasian. And you can tell that because he has blue eyes is how they describe it. Hmm. So he's he's reporting an incident that happened with the Panan. He's re- reporting this um, this incident with the pregnant woman and the old man getting beaten up. He had so he had been there, or he had seen what had happened, and the police are kind of just brushing him off. And so it's at this point you kind of are getting the idea that maybe they've been bribed. Like they they want to make sure he can't talk. Like they want to kill him. So this basically. is Malaysian police. Yes, in and maybe not Malaysian police in general, but specifically these towns near the jungle have been bought okay. off by assumedly Lee Timber. It's not said like that, but you get that idea. That's what's going on. The right, police right. aren't listening to him. They're saying we don't care. We like not that we don't care, but they're like, yeah, sure, we'll write it up. We'll do something, but there's no, they're not going to. And then they follow this this Caucasian man. Okay, and is this Caucasian man? at all relevant or is he murdered now no so his the luckily the rooms where he's staying at the lodging house um the woman helps him escape because she recognizes that the police are after him and so Mm -hmm. his name is rupert winfield 
and he hires a boat to take him to Kuala Lumpur. Mm, and he's going to join the party. Cool. <laughs> so, so this, okay, so this white man, I guess they just say that he's really tanned to make it obvious that he was blended in and they didn't really notice him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's all it's important for. Cool. So we go back to the video that 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 the private investigator had given Chelsea and what it ends up showing is it's her husband kissing a young woman at a club and that's to her it's like okay great like I knew he was having affairs but then there's a young man that kind of comes into the shot and he seems to look like this girl's boyfriend that now it looks like her husband has kind of stolen this girl away from his boyfriend. So the boyfriend is uh, trying to get the girl to come back. And then that, that this young man says to Alan, I won't let you get away with this. And then Chelsea recognizes who it is. Ah, but we don't, she doesn't tell us yet. Okay. So in terms of that too, (laughs) is it her son? She's trying to think of young people. He goes, he goes clubbing. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. he's doing drugs. He's living a fast life and he's a young person, which mm-hmm. I think so far. There you go. It fits in. So we go back to the interview room where Jasper is being interviewed by Inspector Singh and Shakur. And he had said that, like, you know, revelation thing, that there is something more for him to tell the police. But basically, he just reiterates that he had killed his brother because he was destroying the rainforest. And so Singh's kind of pissed. He's like, what do you that's not news. You said that the last time and we, we think you're lying or we think there's, we think there is something more that you're not telling us. Okay. And so then, then Singh asks him, even if I were to believe you that you killed your brother, why now? Like this is such a bad time and you killed the wrong brother. Like your other brother, Kyan Min is the one that's, you know, calling all the shots. So this did nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Kyon Min is sitting in his office and thinking about why his brother Jasper would have conve- uh, confessed, but he doesn't care because it doesn't affect him and moves on. That's the type of person he is. All right. So I feel like this guy doesn't really, I, I don't know, like he could have killed his older brother. I just don't think he would have wanted to because he probably like, anyways, like in terms of my thinking, he ran the company anyways. Like, his older brother would have taken all the heat if something went wrong. You know, now he's lost that layer of protection, so... If anything, it's bad for him. Yeah, I I, I don't see a big motive for him yet. We'll see, though. Okay. So he's he's also, like, we, we, you know, we're getting his inner monologue, and he's thinking about how he had leveraged testifying in court to get Alan to agree to this biofuel business deal. And so the idea is that... You know, they've cut down all this rainforest and now they own all this land that's not doing anything. And so they can use it to grow plants for mm. biofuels and then sell those. And so that had been his business idea that Alan, then as the technically person in charge of the company, had said no to. And Alan admitted to Kyon Min that he had purposely done it to piss him off because he said, I'd like to see your sour face when you get annoyed. Uh, and it was like a, Alan would like show him who's boss. Okay. So when when Alan had asked him to testify in court, Kian Min had said, okay, if you agree to the biofuels deal. Okay, so that was the buy-off there. So Shukor meets up with Singh, 
as he's organizing, he was organizing papers that they had taken from the Lee residence, like Chelsea and Alan's house, when they had arrested Chelsea. Um, and he had found a letter from this man named Ravi. And it looks bad, is kind of what Shukor is saying. So Singh, Singh tells him that sh- he'll talk to Chelsea about it and find out what's going on with this this other man. And this is the Ravi who is the targeting the rich, abused women? Yeah. And so okay. they're kind of saying either either could have Ravi done it or could Chelsea have been like the backbone who like made Ravi do it? Hmm. All right. So meanwhile, Chelsea is driving to the address that had come with that DVD. It's the address of the girl in the video. And so her name is Sharifa. And when Chelsea gets there, they're kind of talking. And Sharifa says that Alan was going to marry her and that he she's Muslim. And he had told her that he would convert to Islam for her to marry her. And he she's like, and he did. So like, you know, like he did it for me. Whereas Chelsea is kind of pitying her and like pitying her like, oh, you believed that he was really going to marry you just like he was going to marry all the other women before you like that kind of Mm. she hates this woman, but also like poor girl. Yeah, she she understands. Yeah, she's been there. But that's not why Chelsea has come to see Sharifa. She's come to see her about her son, Marcus, Mm. to your right. Marcus, that dog. Yeah. So we kind of get from Sharifa that Alan had, Sharifa and Marcus had been picked up from school one day. They were going to go to the movies and Alan had been in the car at the time. And Marcus had told Sharifa all about how terrible his father was. But when she had met him, she thought that he didn't seem so terrible. And then he started, you know, showering her with gifts and I think bought her a car and, you know, paid for all of these things. And so she had, transferred her affection to this older mature man okay a young boy as she described it so and then sharifa i don't know if she says this to chelsea or she's just thinking it but she had thought that marcus had killed his own father and so she was thankful that the uncle had confessed because it meant that marcus was innocent okay so sharifa was happy that their uncle would that killed the dad she yeah she's like she's she's really thankful that he confessed because if he killed Alan then Marcus couldn't have killed Alan and I guess mm. that you know she still has some feelings so she does I guess she didn't she would have felt like she had forced Marcus to kill his own father and so she felt guilty because it was like her doing I see okay so then Shakur shows Singh the papers that they had found in Jasper's office when they had been searching it. And it was basically, it was like aerial photos and stuff like that, that was proof that Lee Timper was logging on reserve land and that they were paying off officials. Like there's a lot of emails about it. And so I guess they're kind of saying he he basically, he almost had all this proof. Like, why didn't he go to, why did he just kill him? Why didn't he go to like the newspapers or do something bigger with this information? Okay. Then we get the Council of Syria Law doesn't think that they can decide if a conversion is genuine or not. So we've already kind of talked about this, but they've made this like official decision. And so Chelsea has had to hire a new Syria lawyer for court, this like new court system. And this is when he suggests, why don't you just convert to Islam? Like what you're saying. And she's kind of going, 
maybe last resort right now I just want to fight this like I shouldn't I should be able they're my own kids I should be able to keep my own kids yeah 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 okay so now Singh has gone to see Chelsea at her home to ask her about Ravi and she basically tells him he's not important I don't care about him he doesn't mean anything to me and she kind of goes why aren't you interviewing Kian Min like he's way bigger of a suspect like go go talk to him who cares about Ravi Okay, so she's trying to distract Inspector Singh from Ravi. Okay. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Well, sort of, but I mean, I in my mind, Kyun Min is obviously a bad dude, but like, I don't think mm-hmm. he did it. It's too obvious. He's not a killer. Uh, I, I, I'm like, he's a killer, but like, I don't know. Not in that sense, yeah. So then the the police pull Ravi in for questioning and they kind of get out of him that he's a scumbag. He's probably done this to lots of women, but he's also a coward. And so when he says that he didn't kill Alan, they don't necessarily believe him, but it, it feels like it's probably true just based on his personality, unless Chelsea had something to do with it. Okay. Meanwhile, Rupert Winfield has arrived in Kuala Lumpur. And he's looking for for help from his friend Jasper. Like that's why he had come there was to be like, look what mm. look what these guys did to this Penan Penan tribe, but finds that Jasper has confessed to murder, and he's completely shocked because he, like Jasper's his friend, like he could never picture him doing this, and he's also disappointed that he can't confront Alan because he'd also wanted to be able to talk to the like this you know person in charge of Lee Timber and tell them how terrible this thing they had done to this pregnant woman was. Mm. So Chelsea, yeah. I'm just trying to wrap around my head here with the whole inspector saying... Do you have any questions? No, I think I got it all straightened out in my head. I was a little distracted. Chippy was like Mm -hmm. pattering around back here and I'm just making sure he didn't need to do anything. So, But I think all the information is in my head because Rupert has arrived and he's Mm -hmm. just upset that guy's the dude's dead and that uh what's his name the guy in jail jasper confessed yeah yeah so it's like you know he's already been through all this trauma he's had to escape from the jungle police are trying to kill him and now his friend's not around and he can't confront alan which he was you know looking forward to okay so he goes to see jasper in jail and tell him what had happened with this woman and that he knows it's Lee Timber because he had recognized one of the thugs. So Jasper tells him, well, if you wanted to confront someone like Alan wouldn't have been the right person anyways, you should confront Kian Min because he's been running the show for years. Like he's really in charge. Okay. And this bad guy is the guy who, who like answered the phone and shot at monkeys? I, I, I would assume so, yeah. Okay. He just says one of the thugs, but I would assume it's like, yeah, head thug. All right. Head thug, phone answering dude. So reluctantly, Mohammed, Inspector Mohammed, I don't know if I ever introduced him, but he's the inspector in charge on the Malaysian side of the police force. Okay. He agrees to let Singh and Shakur try and get Jasper to recant his testimony. And I think he basically agrees because Singh's like, you don't want to hang an innocent man, do you? And if, like, if he's lying about this testimony, like, we need to get that out of him. Right. So Muhammad agrees. 
Meanwhile, that PI that Chelsea had hired and like he gave her the DVD, he's pissed because she never paid him for the information. And he's kind of thinking this reflects badly on me if clients catch word that like people don't pay me back, like no one's ever going to pay me. And so he is deciding how he's going to show her revenge. Hmm. So then we jump back to the police are interviewing Jasper again and they they're lying a little bit. They tell him how happy Chelsea is with her new boyfriend. You know, Chelsea's had a piece on the side this whole time that her husband didn't know about. And they show him the letter that they had found and kind of then leave, leave the room and kind of just let him like sit with that, sit with that information. Because their thought process is, like you said at the beginning, if he's doing this for Chelsea because he loves her and Chelsea's with someone else, Mm -hmm. will he continue to put his neck out there you know okay oh i skipped a whole chapter <laughs> okay i'm gonna jump back cut scene yeah cut scene to the past <laughs> <laughs> so shakur and sang go to kind of investigate the whole kian min angle and interview him which they haven't done to this point and he says it's not true that he's illegally or the company is illegally logging and that where did they hear that from that's all lies when kian min is told that Jasper's motive was about the rainforest. He laughs and says, really? You think that's why he did it? Uh, no, he did it for Chelsea. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah, he com- that's his opinion. He comes right out with it. Meanwhile, Chelsea is finally going to visit Jasper in jail. And from his kind of thoughts while she's sitting there, we kind of get the idea that he might have been in love with her. Mm. From a either now or it might have been a long time so again you've you've clued into this your totes right <laughs> hmm. and so sing and shikora are leaving the lead timber office and they walk out into the street and it's super hazy because of the wildfire smoke which by the way in toronto earlier this week there was like we were getting the wildfire smoke from out west did you did you get it really holy smokes no yeah literally wow. smokes <laughs> yeah, literally. No, I, I mean, to be fair, though, I spend my day almost entirely indoors on my computer just doing, <laughs> like, research and stuff, like, just typing stuff up and emails. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, reading articles. So, I mean, like, really, I don't go out too much. But I, I didn't notice it. It was, like, it wasn't, obviously, it wasn't as bad as those pictures that are coming out of, like, San Francisco where it's totally orange. Yeah. But it was definitely like it was supposed to be a clear day and you'd go outside and it just looked not foggy. It just looked hazy and the sun looked like you could look directly at it almost and it looked like mm. orange. Wow, that's crazy. Weird. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah. So so they're kind of describing that there's wildfires in this book because of Lee Timber or other timber companies. Like it doesn't have to be like it could be from other countries as well. Mm-hmm. And so she poured this just gets him so mad that he goes back into the office and drags Kian Min out into the street and makes him see what his company is doing to to the to the country. Okay. So obviously in Inspector Muhammad is pissed off that Singh and Shakur have done this and like it just reflects badly on the police and he's gonna have to do damage control and he tells Singh, You gotta get out of the country now, like I'm sending you home on a flight tonight. And this is where Singh refuses and then basically convinces Muhammad to not only let him stay, but let him try and get Jasper to recant his his uh, his confession. Okay. So now we're back on track. 
so they've left Jasper to kind of sit with that the thought that Chelsea's actually, you know, with someone else. And as they leave the interrogation room, there's a package waiting for them. And it's a it's that DVD from the private investigator. So his revenge has been I'm giving the information to the police. And so now they have a after watching the video, they have a new suspect. Oh Marcus, dang. Of course. Marcus. Mm-hmm. So then less than 24 hours later, Jasper recants his confession and he tells them he had wanted to protect Chelsea and be the hero. But with this whole Ravi thing and her being with another man, it just doesn't sit right with him anymore. Because in Malaysia, if you commit a murder, you're hanged if you're if you're found guilty. And he's like, I'm not I'm not dying for this woman, you know? Okay. So the police then go to interview. Now they have the address of this girl, Sharifa, who had been, you know, seeing Alan and saying is he decides that the best way to get information out of her is to just be super aggressive. And so he's really mean to her about how she's like, how could she be so naive? How could she be so ridiculous? He gets her to admit that Alan had hit her before, but that she had still loved him uh, and all, all this. And so he's trying to kind of, he's trying to get her to say, that they had fought. And so she had killed him because they had fought, but she's mm. adamant that at, she thought Alan was still going to marry her when he died. She did not kill him. And so Singh says, okay, supposing I do believe you, let's talk about how you convinced Marcus to kill his own father. So he's not letting up at all. Oh, dang. And what does she say to that? She, uh, I'm jumping ahead because it, it technically jumps heads in the story, but I don't care. Okay. Sharifa says, she, you can kind of see the wheels turning in her mind, but she says that she knows Marcus didn't kill his father because she was with him that day. And when kind of pressed for more information, she can't give the time of day. She can't say how long. And she kind of goes, it doesn't matter. I was with him that day. Like, I know he didn't do it. I was with him for a long time, like that kind of thing. Hmm. And so Singh laughs at her. And when they leave, he tells Shakur, stay behind and follow her because I bet she's going to go warn Marcus about this story that she just told. Hmm. So do you have some thoughts? I don't know. My thoughts are all in shambles now. Like somehow this logging thing ties <laughs> into the murder and this love interest and this love triangle between the father's son and Sharifa. And I don't know yet. There's definitely us. This is becoming more and more like an Agatha Christie. I thought it was going to be a little bit more straightforward, but no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like yeah, going to come out and say, do you know what? It was probably Shakur. Shakur probably did it, even though like that makes no sense. <laughs> but but I am going to do something ridiculous like that because I, I do find when I listen to your podcast. It has to be. Yeah, it's like, all right, okay. So if it's this person, it's probably not that person because that's who I think it is. So I have to go with a guess that yeah. it's not likely to be. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> Th- that's my strategy, though. Do you um, watch The Office at all? Uh, I, I have watched the entirety of The Office, yes. Okay, okay. So you know, I have not, but I, I've seen episodes. They do like a murder mystery game and Dwight yeah. has like that confessional where he goes... It, it's never going to be the most obvious suspect. It's never going to be the most, the least obvious suspect. It's going to be the most like middleest suspect. I mean, he's right though. <laughs> Cause otherwise you know, I just think of it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though. Like it's, and it's sometimes it's for silly reasons too. It's like, come on. Anyways. 
I'm going to go find that clip and put it on my Instagram. <laughs> you should. And with the three of them, like, pointing fingers at each other, holding themselves up. <laughs> yeah. I think that's from the same show. <laughs> <sighs> so funny. So, well, while all that's going down, we find out that the private investigator Chelsea hired, he didn't just give the DVD to the police off, like, to the police station. He also created a bidding war amongst all the newspapers in Kuala Lumpur and sold it for good money as well. Like, he really went went after them. Well, I mean, you don't get paid. Yep. I, I hate, you know, not, not it, like, sort of a crappy thing to do, but if he's worried about his, his well-being, his livelihood, mm-hmm. it is Malaysia. <laughs> Gotta... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, he, uh, yeah, not to say he's a bad, bad person, but, you know, it is definitely going to change the course of things in this story. Cool. So Chelsea gets, Mar- she, like, convinces Marcus to sit down with her for coffee, which is difficult to do because he's just, I don't think angsty is the right word. Like, I think it's I was, more than that. He's just so smart. <laughs> it's, like... You could say that, but I feel like it's more. Like, he's not just a regular teenager. He's watched his mother get beat up by his father and his father, like, steal his girlfriend. Like, there's there's Mm. definitely more going on in his life than the regular teenager. Yeah. And so, because she tells him, I don't, not that Chelsea suspects her son of killing her husband, but she basically tells him, I'll protect you no matter what happens. So I think she's kind of letting him know, if you did... I'll I'll fight for you. Yeah, it's cool. I get it. <laughs> I didn't like Alan either. <laughs> well, maybe she just loves her son. True, true. That's very true. So, Inspector Mohammed separately, while while Singh and uh, Shakura have been visiting Sharifa, Inspector Mohammed has gone to Kian Min at his office, basically to apologize. It's like an official thing; like he has to. But he also wants to question Kian Min. So he kind of gets on his good side by apologizing and then asks him some hard questions like, did you kill your brother? And Mm. he gets him to contradict his testimony during the divorce trial. So in the divorce trial, Kian Min had testified to Alan's character and said he was a really good husband and father. And Mm. while Muhammad is questioning him, he talks about how terrible Alan was and how he was a bad person and, you know, this and this and that. And so... Mohammed tells Kianmin this. He's like, you know, that's I don't know what the word is. Is it perjury? No, that's wrong. It's, yeah, it is perjury to lie on the stand. Is okay, so he, he tells him that's perjury. Like I, okay, I could I can arrest you right now. And so Kianmin, guess he's done this before. He offers Mohammed five hundred thousand dollars to not arrest him. Like he bribes him. Ooh. Yep. Perfect. Right. Um. Did he take the money? We don't know. Mohammed goes, that's a lot of money. And then it cut. Mm, that's a lot of money, but not enough. Give me a million. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We're like, yeah, is he going to take, is he going to take the bribe? He, <laughs> all right. What do, you think? what do I think? I think, uh, I think they're in haggling right now in, in between the cutscene, And when we come back to the cutscene, we're going to find out whether inspector Mohammed walks away from the deal or if yeah. he walks away with million dollars. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, okay. But in order to get there, he probably probably has to go up to two million and then hangle back down to the million mark. You're right. That's, that's the way it works. 
I'd, I'd be terrible at that kind of thing. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm not very good either. I, I sell stuff on Kijiji and I just say like, uh, you know, hundred bucks or best offer. And then someone will be like 80 bucks. I'm like sold. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to get it out of my, out of my life. If, if I use Kijiji to sell something, I'm like this close yeah. to giving it away. Yeah. So any, any money is more than free. Yeah, exactly. All right, but but on on with the story. Yeah, so so Shakur has been following, like he's been waiting for Sharifa to leave, and sure enough, she comes out of the apartment and drives straight to the Lee residence, and then waits for Chelsea to like go out on an errand and goes in to see Marcus. And when Marcus comes down to meet whoever's at the door for him, he's furious, like he's livid. He's so mad that this girl would show up who was such a jerk to him before and with his dad. But she kind of convinces him by saying, it's important, it's important. And he, you know, he jabs her about his father and how she's a bad person. But is it like she's able to convince him, you have to listen to me. Okay. That's that's happening. They're about to talk. And back at the station, the two inspectors, like Singh and Muhammad, are filling each other in on what's gone on. And we find out what's happened. Muhammad talks of how he had been bribed, but he had told Kian Min that money wasn't good enough. He needed mm-hmm. another suspect. That's that's what he had gotten out of him. Ah, so he did haggle with him. Kind of, yeah. His price was information. Okay. <laughs> so Kian Min had offered up a Chinese biofuel guy named Douglas Wee. And it's this complicated reason, but I think the idea is that Douglas Wee had wanted to do business in biofuels, but Kian Min wanted to go with another another company. And Douglas Wee had threatened to like beat him up. He said he was gonna have to wear kneecap protectors. So whatever you take. Yeah, but that. what the heck? Why would he kill his brother? Yeah, there's I guess because his brother was in charge. I, I the reason is was complicated. I don't even know if they describe it. They might just say it's complicated. Okay, so Muhammad says this Douglas Wee guy. Also, when he's talking to Singh, mm-hmm. does he say how much he was bribed with? Because I mean, this this is what uh, I'm thinking. Was it like, <laughs> yo, uh, give me some information or a new suspect and 250k, and we'll you know, <laughs> and that's it? Or was uh, it just like you know? <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm stuck on that. I hole. think you get. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. I, when I read the book the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, he's totally going to accept the bribe and then he's going to cancel the investigation. It's going to be this whole thing. But you kind of <laughs> get when you're reading it that he he was above that. Like he's right. he was uh, he was trained in the States and in the UK and, you know, where I guess bribery isn't. I don't know. I don't yeah, know why that's important. Because our, our neighbors to the South are so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Great. Anyways. So we, we jump back to Sharifa and Marcus, and she's telling him how the police suspect him. And as she's saying this, Chelsea walks in because she's like she's come back from her errand. Hmm. She's furious that this woman has come to her house, but she, under, she understands that she has to protect her son. And so she's willing to hear out Sharifa and kind of hear what's going on. And then the three of them together solidify this alibi and like work out what they're going to say. And basically Sharifa saying, I will go to, I will testify in court to this. Hmm. So when the papers come out the next morning, 
Marcus is like Shrifa's painted to be a bad person, Alan's painted to be a bad person, but then Marcus is made to look like a pathetic young person, a young guy. So he doesn't like it's not a favorable light either. And when he wakes up in the morning as like this 17 year old, not not in the best mental state, he just feels like his he starts bawling and feels like his life is over. Mm. So Jasper gets released that morning as well. And he goes to see Chelsea first thing. And he tells her that he had done it for her. And then he goes even farther and says that he was in love with her. And that he's upset about Ravi. And that's why he had he had recanted his confession. And Chelsea shows him how the police had lied to him to get this to get him to recant his confession. Like she says, Ravi means nothing. I haven't seen him since the beginning of the trial. I'm so sorry they made you think that. Okay, so 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 okay. You said that he tells her that he had done it for her. By done it, do you mean lied to the cops about being guilty, or do you mean? It's yeah, told... yeah. It sounds like the confession. Okay, okay, okay. He he just says he had done it. Like I did it for you, but you get the sense that it's he's just talking about like that's he had given the confession and then he had recanted it. Okay. So. Early in the morning before, so Chelsea had actually gotten up pretty late that that morning. So she hasn't read the papers yet. Uh, and before before she gets up, before Jasper comes over, Marcus had already left the house in his Mercedes. Uh, and he's just thinking to himself that he can't cope with the gossip and how in the stairs and everyone's going to know who he is and that he's pathetic. And he's driving along. And when he gets to a specific stretch of highway that curves over the river, he jerks his car violently and rolls over the barrier into mm. the river. Is he dead? We don't know. We we leave it with him, you know, gravity pulling him towards the water because he's up pretty high. So that's sad because he's so young. The police are this morning, they've let Jasper go, but they've taken in Douglas Wee to question him, like what's going on? Mm. And did he kill Alan? And Douglas is able, is tells them that, uh, he knew that Kian Min had testified um, testified for Alan if he had agreed to the biofield deal. So the police didn't know that yet. And they also, he also says, why would I kill Alan? Alan signed the biofield deal with me, even though Kian Min wanted to sign with another company. So Kian Min's trying to get out of this deal with me, but like, I'm not, go- I'm not backing down. I have the signature. Hmm. So, they're they're kind of realizing that Kian Min had tried to get Douglas Wee taken in by the police, but hadn't realized that Douglas Wee knew knew so much, and so it's kind of backfiring. So Kian Ming's manipulating. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So once Jasper has left Chelsea, she gets a call from her lawyer, and he's kind of going, "Well, this 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 situation changes everything," and she goes, "What are you talking about?" And he realizes that she hasn't read the paper yet. So he tells her to go do that and that it's it's bad news. And her first thought upon reading the paper is like, oh my gosh, Marcus, he must be so upset. But he, she listens and hears through the lawyer kind of say that, that this is bad news for the custody battle because now it looks like Alan did legitimately convert to Islam to marry this girl. Oh, Muslim. dang. So it, it's looking even worse and cut for the custody. So she gets off the phone with him and then goes to find Marcus to try and comfort him. But he's not there and she sees that the car is gone. And this is when Singh and Muhammad show up and tell her there's been an accident. So 
It's mm. really sad. So do we find out that he's dead now? <laughs> the police tell her that he's alive, mm. but he's in very bad condition. And they go right to the hospital. And when the surgeon finally comes out of the operating room, he kind of goes, it's been touch and go. There was a blood clot in his brain. He might live, but he also will likely have brain damage. Dang. So this is probably a good place to ask, what are your thoughts on just everything? Like, what do you think is going on? Who did it? What's going to happen? I mean, you, you said uh, you said that you only had one page left. And honestly, no idea what's going on in terms of who killed Alan. <laughs> and that's the whole thing here, right? Like, I guess, I guess small things, right? But those are pretty obvious yeah. in terms of the flow of the story. But uh-huh. to who killed him, like like this this logging or deforestation stuff, and this this thug guy is that guy at all important? No, I'll tell you that. Okay, because like he doesn't seem at all related. So I'm trying to make a connection there, and it's not there. So then maybe it's more personal relationships. What about Rupert? Rupert just shows mm-hmm. up and disappears. Oh, oh, I uh, we do get one more piece of information on Rupert. Uh, Rupert Winfield has changed his whole appearance to look like a businessman. Like he's gotten a haircut, he's bought in like a tailored suit. He's he's getting ready for something. Hmm. I not that that helps necessarily, but you should know. <laughs> okay, like is this is this where I have to decide who kills him? Is this where you ask who did it, Connor? And I have to say, uh, who's the most middle likely person? This is the yeah. This is where I'm asking. Connor, who did it? Who's oh. the killer? I know. I have, I have nothing written down anymore. The rest of the story, I'm just going to tell you by me- from memory, which is how I do it every week. I tell the ending, just all me right. spreading out information. All right, all right, all right. I think one thing that I I want to sort of, I guess, is that he didn't. No one snuck up on him. Like the son killed mm-hmm. himself, or like tried to kill himself. Uh, like so that's yeah. strong motive there. And he obviously had a lot of strong motive. Like the guy beat his mom and then he, you know, stole his girlfriend. Like, holy smokes. What a terrible father. Yeah. Yeah. So Shakur's not really into it. One thing I do like about this is I don't think there's that many suspects for me to pick from. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Inspector Singh probably didn't do it. I don't think Shakur did it. Chelsea could have done it. It's just that she was the first suspect. She still might have done it, though. Like, there, there's a lot of reasons for her to kill her husband. Um, that said, it sort of mm-hmm. put her in a bit of a a bind, I guess. Well, not really. Even if he was alive, she'd still have to fight the whole him converting to Islam thing. So, mm-hmm. hmm. True. So, it's not Alan. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> Jasper, we can cross out everyone says person. he's a big wussy. But, like, I don't understand this mm-hmm. relationship between Jasper and Rupert. Like, is, is there anything more to that? Mm-hmm. Like, how does Rupert know I have to go talk to Jasper? Are they just like... They had, you get the idea that they... Yeah, they'd done, like, humanitarian stuff together. Like, they had gone to protest together. They were, like, big on that scene of protecting the Borneo jungle. Yeah. So he shot 200 uh, And Jasper was local. Away from the front of his home. I'm just going through my notes now. Uh, mm-hmm. Quan Min, like, like he just has so many motives to, but like, really, what does he benefit from killing him? Um, my one question is Douglas. So, mm-hmm. who has the deal with 
the deforestation company or like with the Lee Timber. Who's the deal for the biofuel? Doug- it's Douglas. Douglas, we, yeah, he he Alan signed a deal with him saying that they would be the company that would work together before Alan died. Okay, and has that become void once he's dead? Um, it looks like Kian Min is going to try to say that, gonna, oh. like try and do that. But Douglas, we said he'll sue. He said, "I'll," and then like paused and said, "I'll sue him." But the police suspect that he wanted to use more direct words about, uh, you know, I'll beat him up or something like that. I'll kill him. Okay. We yeah. are doing a murder after all. So like, like he's, he's probably the obvious one here in terms of just like gain from his debt brother's death, I guess, or his, or the son. So like, I, I think I'm leaning towards Kion Min or Marcus, like for obvious mm-hmm. choices. <laughs> Yeah. But let's go for the most middle one here. <laughs> let's see. You have to pick Sh- the least obvious one as well. Yeah, like Sharifa, she she just seems like a pawn in this thing. But you never know, you know. She, she mm-hmm. could maybe be some diabolical, you know. Although you're not diabolical, if you just, you're just a trigger puller. And it was someone, that's the other thing. Like, mm-hmm. they said that it was someone who probably knew them and who... Yeah. So it probably wasn't Ravi, because I don't think True. her husband knew him. Uh-huh. They said it was someone who was an amateur, but they're all freaking amateurs, I would assume. Uh, the thing about Kion Min is that you'd think he'd like hire someone, you know? Oh. Like, so he has the money. Yeah, and and you know, he, he's, his decisions seem to be much more motivated towards business and you know not getting his hands dirty, whereas yeah. like the son probably has the most i don't know still his dad though jeez i I, i'm not sure i'll I'll double down though don't (laughs) worry i'll double down before i I come to my okay Okay. i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do two choices even though there's only like seven so i'm cheating a little but whatever (laughs) obvious answer i'm going with marcus not obvious answer I'm going with Sharifa. Okay, got it. So you're coming from both sides. Well, I, I have my reasons for Sharifa, but but we can get into that later if I'm right. If I'm wrong, you can just cut this all out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not how it works. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> just skip to the um, part where it's like, I knew it. That's exactly what I said. I'm no, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> we record two takes <laughs> yeah no i'm just gonna say it before we end the recording so that you can just splice that earlier into the <laughs> okay perfect looking forward to more editing <laughs> <laughs> don't want to make it easy for you just <laughs> all right so there's still a little bit more of the story left so, so since Jasper's out of out of jail, I think him and Rupert meet up, and Rupert tells him, "I'm going to like I have a meeting with Kian Min. I'm going to see him, and I'm pretending to be like a businessman interested in biofuels because like I just need like an excuse to confront him. Like I need him to know what he did." Mm. And Jasper's like, oh, "Okay." Meanwhile, Chelsea's just you know devastated. She's going back and forth between her young her younger sons at home and like 
being with Marcus and just like, you know, hoping that he's gonna, he's gonna pull through. Mm -hmm. So that's all happening. And I think Rupert goes to, meanwhile, the police are trying to like, th throughout this, they're trying to figure it out. Like they're putting out, they have all these, these, these um, people working on trying to find the gun, which still hasn't turned up. They're pulling out the car, Marcus's car from the river and searching it to see if it has anything. They're, they're put out like, you know, new calls for witnesses. They're, they're still putting in a lot of work. So it gets, gets to the end of the week and Rupert goes to his appointment with Kian Min and the way, the way he kind of does it is he says that he's like, you know, European part of the EU and he, the EU is looking to meet carbon emission targets. And so they're looking at biofuel and he's kind of saying, we need so much biofuel. So like mm -hmm. you, you don't have any other business partners. Right. And Kian Min goes, no, 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 we haven't, we haven't sold anything to anyone, which is a total lie, but mm -hmm. that's, you know, he says the right things. And then uh, Rupert goes, well, I, like there are stories that you like you know you're you're deforesting reserve land and like you're pushing tri like native tribes out of out of the land and Kianmin kind of goes where'd you hear that from like that's not true, and he goes well like we've heard stories from the Penan and you know the European Union can't like we can't buy from stuff like people like that like it has to be you know humanitarian like it has mm -hmm. to be above board, and then I think he says but between you and me. I just want to get this deal done. Like, I don't really care. And then he goes, I like, you know, I heard you, you beat up like a, a pregnant woman, like an old man and a pregnant woman. And I think Kian Min is, I guess his defenses are down. And so he, he admits to it and he goes, yeah, I did do that. And Rupert it's like, oh, okay, well, like as long as you can admit to it, like I'm down to do this deal. And Clearly, Kian Min has been through this a bunch because Rupert asks if they can get rid of the secretary. And this has happened so much that Kian Min is like, oh, this is where he asks for a kickback and he asks for like a bribe, basically. Mm -hmm. And so he gets rid of the secretary and Rupert comes back and goes, I'm not at all who I said I was. That pregnant woman was my wife and that was my unborn son. Oh, dang. So, okay. So I'm starting to think that it was Rupert. Mm-hmm. Who killed him? But wait, that yeah. doesn't fit with the timeline, mm -hmm. unless unless I'm just seeing things from like like the the cutscenes are really messing like in the book and timeline was real messed up, <laughs> which which it could be. But I'm, I'm thinking like it was linear in that sense. So yeah, maybe yeah. Rupert. No, it was, I would say it's pretty linear. Okay, so so Alan was dead when Rupert reached land. From from what from the story we saw, yes, unless there is something else going on that we didn't see. Okay. So at this point, we jump back to the hospital. It's around the same time, and Chelsea is like getting ready to go home and be with her younger sons on her this routine, and she goes to leave Marcus, and his eyes flutter open, and so she's you know so relieved, and he's able to wake up and he can talk, which seems highly unrealistic. However, it's a book and there's happy ending. So I guess Marcus wakes up uh, and is able to talk right away. And so Jasper kind of, he's been in the hospital as well, like supporting Chelsea. But when this happens, he, he kind of decides to get the space and he leaves. And on his way out of the hospital, he gets a call from Rupert, who tells him what he had done, that he had stabbed Kian Min in the neck with a Penon blowpipe <laughs> dipped in poison and killed him. Dang. Poetic justice. 
All right. Yep. So Jasper is like, don't move. Uh, like, I'm coming to help you. Like, lock the door. I'll be right there. He's like, you're not going to get in trouble for this, whatever. And so Jasper on his way, on his way to the office, he stops by the train station and picks up a uh, a bundle that it was stored in the locker there. And he continues on to the office. Jasper. And when he gets there, when he gets there, he sees, you know, Kion Min doubled over and, and Rupert just sitting there kind of, kind of calm, but also clearly in shock. And he shows him what's in his package. And it's a, it's a pistol. It's the gun. Hmm. So, and then Jasper describes, they kind of share stories a little bit, and Jasper describes how he had killed his brother, Alan. Ah, all right. All right. <laughs> Dang. Mind blown. Not really. I mean, like, at one point you said that he literally confessed to what's-her-face, like, when he got out, and he was like, I did it for you and stuff. Like, yeah. like I, I don't know. Like, I almost didn't, I, I almost... Well, I was interpreting it both ways. I was thinking, ah, it could be this, it could be that, and then, but I wanted to make sure that yeah. I guess I was I was inferring the right emotion. Ah, so dang. it's definitely in the story, like there, it's pushing towards, like just the phrasing is like I, he was he was saying I I confessed for you. Oh no, he I... might have said that later. Like he might have said I did it for you, and then said I confessed for you. But totally, when you reread it, you're like, ah, oh, is he is he confessing? Oh, it's for all sure, the wording. yeah. Oh, and and you know what? The story freaking said it all along. Everyone was saying how it couldn't poss it couldn't have possibly been him. And Dwight Schrute was right. It was him. <laughs> Dang it! Would he would he be the least likely or the most middleist though? You know, he he had motive in terms of, I guess the the love triangle. There's a lot of love triangles in this one, but like a lot of interfamilial love triangles. That's the weird part. Mm. Oh well. Uh, I'm disappointed I, I didn't get it with Sharifa. I really thought like my inside track on her was <laughs> that she knew him. Um, she was really worried about getting the alibi straight with mm-hmm. Marcus. She rushed over there. And I, I don't really see the motive oh, in her. because she needed it. Yeah, that's that was my inside track. Oh. And, and so my thinking was like. I didn't like, see that at all. That's smart. Uh, I don't know. But I was just thinking like. You know, <laughs> obviously it wasn't the right answer, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. but I, like when you say it, it's like, yeah, that totally is a way your mind could jump to say. But her motive. That was, would be a good story, you know, like it would be yeah. that way. The only reason why, though, is that her motive, she didn't have a strong motive. Like, and, um, and mm. the reason why that I didn't go with. I guess it's because I was I was trying to listen to the I was trying to listen to the uh, the inspector. Inspector Singh got it wrong. He let Jasper go. Gosh, he's not the he's not the hero I thought he was. He's flawed. He's a good character. Do you want to hear kind of more how the the solution comes about? Yes. So while while all you know everything's going down, Inspector Muhammad decides that he wants to interview Yan Min again. I think he decides he wants because. This murder investigation is so going so poorly. He wants to arrest Kion Min for perjury, so he's going mm. to the office to do that. And when he's going up the elevator, he feels like he hears gunshots. And I think what has happened is Jasper and Rupert went to leave, 
and they saw that the inspector somehow saw that the inspector was coming up the elevator. I'm not exactly sure how, but Jasper gets Rupert to go down the fire escape and he shoots Kion Min in the neck, same place where he had put the poison dart in mm. so that he'll take the fall killing Kion Min instead of Rupert. So he is still a good guy after all. In that Kinda, sense. Yeah. I took, so what was his motive from the start to, to kill his brother, though? That's what I really need to know. Was it actually to get Chelsea or was it to save, you know, the world? Who knows? It, it was more about Chelsea. It was and it wasn't to get her. It was to like he he kind of felt like he had never really had a family because he had, you know, estranged himself or like, you know, cut himself off from his family. And mm-hmm. he'd always been called a coward by his family for doing that and different things like that. And so he felt like he was proving himself to himself by giving this like ultimate sacrifice where he knew that Chelsea would not be happy with Alan around. And so by killing Alan, he felt like he was freeing Chelsea. And so he was actually confessing with the intention to die, like to hang, knowing that Chelsea would be safe and happy. Okay. So whether you consider that a good motive or not is. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was hoping for like, I, I guess I'm just a little disappointed. I was hoping for like the surprising twist, but maybe I spent way too much time focusing on these tiny, minute details. Yeah, no, it isn't the same kind. Of, it's not an Agatha Christie style ending, but yeah. it's definitely surprising. It's a totally, it's a true crime ending. I should have seen it coming. Dang. Yeah, true. But this is your specialty. It was a pra- yeah, it was a practical ending, and I completely missed it because I was going completely for impracticality. <laughs> what it what it normally is (laughs) yeah so and then the other kind of like tying up loose ends at some point in the near future chelsea's with marcus i think sharifa and marcus have kind of like gotten back together in a sense we won't get into that but (laughs) chelsea gets a call from her lawyer basically saying the syria court has decided that they're not going to rule in favor of you or something like that. And so her backup plan to them not allowing her to keep her children is to move to Australia. So she gets to the airport, uh, has her kids, has everything. And I think she's made it through the first gate, but then what the next gate she comes to, they can't let her through because she's showing up on their list of do not allow people. Okay. Um, like she's been flagged. And so they they kind of give her a suggestion. They're like, listen, the ferry between Singapore and Malaysia is always so crowded that they normally don't check as carefully. Your best bet is to go through and get to Singapore and go from Singapore to Australia. Mm. And with a little help from Inspector Singh and Sergeant Shukor, her and her two sons, Marcus at this point has turned 18, so he can stay behind, but her and her two young sons um, pass pass through that way to Singapore. And Marcus gets to spend more time with his side girl. Yeah, his girlfriend <laughs> who dated his dad. Yeah. What do you think of like uh, this kind of this style, Inspector Singh versus Agatha Christie mysteries? I think. How'd you feel about it? Well, like I I was listening to a lot of your Agatha Christies, like your first I don't know how many episodes. Yeah. And so I, I was like expecting a different style of, of, I guess, writing or like storytelling. 
that that's that really focused more i think on the small minute details so i'm like really trying to like even from the title i was like is there anything significant to that and then you read it out and i was like uh, <laughs> not really and then you know like if i had if i had given you a warning told you what the book was do you think it would have been better no no i i i didn't want to know i was looking forward to not knowing what it was a whole surprise element i i think it's better that way because you know whether it's an Agatha Christie or, or whatever it else it is, like I don't want any kind of familiarity with the book. Because if you would have told me, what, well, hey, yeah, heads up, this is what we're doing, I would have 100% like at least looked at the title <laughs> or something. Yeah, that's and that's why I don't is I don't want anyone to, uh, you know, by accident or on purpose look anything up. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, this author, I, I think it's pretty cool in terms of just bringing in a lot of the the cultural you know differences between Malaysia and Singapore and all that sort of stuff and and the different native yeah. struggles that go on there and like I, I I don't really know a lot about that but obviously this author does so yeah no I, I think it was uh is definitely different um well thank you Connor for coming on and uh recording this episode with me to everybody listening at home, thank you so much for listening. You should definitely go check my catalog of episodes, all 18 plus short stories. This is actually like episode 24 if you count those. You should also definitely follow me on Instagram because my content is beautiful, if I do say so myself. Uh, that's at Tuesday Night Mystery Club on Instagram. You can also, if you have any suggestions or if you want to recommend a book to me or an author or just tell me how great my podcast is. I'd love to hear it. You can leave a comment on or a review wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can send me an email at Tuesday night, mystery club at gmail.com. So thank you everybody. And thank you so much, Connor. Yeah, no problem. It was a lot of fun. Bye everybody. Bye.